Welcome to our second week in our preaching series uh, looking at the big issues uh, found in our world. Issues that affect us um, globally, issues that affect us personally. Uh, Issues that are systemic in communities and issues that sometimes don't seem to touch us or are hidden. You know, we know that there are issues in our world that that we need to care about, that we need to be honest about, that we need to try, try and grapple and understand what does the Bible say about this for us? What is my faith talking into this situation? How does my Christian faith, how does my discipleship with Jesus Christ allow me to address the issues that are facing the world, issues that may affect others but issues that may be affecting myself? How do we speak into this? What helps us? How do we understand this? These are important questions as we come to wrestle and grapple with the big issues that face our world. And today, the issue that I want to share with you and to explore with you is that of poverty. And when we think about poverty, it's interesting because when we think about poverty, we often think of the third world countries. They think of places around the world that just have been hit by famine, have hit by disaster, but it's not places that we think are home and close to us. But despite this, a country like Australia, a country that is really well off, a country that it can afford to to cancel a $90 billion contract for submarines and swap it to another set of countries. We wouldn't think that we are a country that has poverty, yet we do. And a matter of fact, actually, if you think about and look around the world, at some of our richest countries, we have the biggest disparities between rich and poor. We have the biggest people with the most amount of money, but we also have some of the poorest and impoverished people at the same time. So let me give you some stats for Australia and then maybe a couple for around the world. And these are sobering stats because more than one in eight adults in Australia and one in six children in Australia are living in poverty. Let me say that again. More than one in eight and one in six children are living in poverty in Australia. If you happen to be living in a single-parent household and you're a child of a child in that, that single-parent household, it is one in three children are living in poverty. This is in a country that is wealthy. This is in a country that has enough to go around. And let me say this. COVID-19 and the lockdowns that have been associated with COVID-19, extended lockdowns, throughout our peer, have, have continued to further the economic risk that these people are facing and continue to be driving people into poverty because they haven't got access to work, they don't have access to the income they once had. The effects of the pandemic are further increasing our economic divide between the rich and the poor. And this is happening around the world. Now, if we think not only just for Australia for a moment, but globally, let me say this. 10% of the world's population 
actually lives in extreme poverty. And when I mean extreme poverty, they live on less than $1.90 US, so everything's equated in US dollars, $1.90 US, they live on less than that a day. That is less than a small cup of coffee that we would go and buy at a cafe. And here's the really sobering thought for us. While the world has been working really well and really hard at reducing and trying to eliminate poverty around the world in some of the poorest countries, for the first time last year, because of the pandemic, because of COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic, poverty has increased in the world, not decreased. Let me say, it is estimated that 71 million people have become impoverished to the point of extreme poverty because of COVID-19. 71 million people. For a country like Australia, that is 2.75 times our total population. So you think about the number of people that are facing extreme poverty around the world, think of Australia and almost triple that in size, and they are the numbers of people that are living in less, one, less than $1.90. That's only the new people that have come in because of COVID-19. Amazing, sobering figures. Now, let me say this. As, as we look at the stats, as we look at this, what I find is I think I'm incredibly privileged. I'm incredibly privileged because I have a roof over my head. I have food that I can, I can eat. I have... I have a car that I can drive, I have work, I've got a church here that even though we are not able to have our worship team with us at the moment, even though we're not able to meet in person, we have the privilege and the, the, the capacity to be able to live stream this out to, to each and every one of you watching right now and to the world around us. We are rich, rich in so many different ways. And yet we need to understand how do we, in our very rich world that we live in. How do we respond to poverty? Let me say, some of you may actually be watching this and you are facing financial pressure. You are facing the times when you may not be able to afford to have a meal. This is what I'm talking about. This is poverty within Australia. Often what happens, and Food Bank did research just recently, and it showed that parents would often forego a meal just to feed their children because they're finding it tough. We face difficulty because of housing. We face difficulty because of shortage of income for people and underemployment. But how do we, as disciples of Jesus Christ, how do we respond to that poverty that we see in front of us? How do we, as Christians, let our faith speak into that situation. What does the Bible tell us? How do we respond? And this is such an important question for us. The important question, does our faith actually have something to say about a big issue such as poverty? Or do we, within our faith, sitting comfortably with where we are, brush this aside and remain silent? Let me read to you a, a psalm from Psalm 9. Um, 
and it'll be from verse 9 to 10, and it says this, The Lord is my shelter for the oppressed, a a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. See, here's the thing. Throughout the Bible, throughout the Bible, there are references to the poor, to the oppressed, to those who are hungry. Within the Old Testament, we find that there's a mandate to look after those who do not have enough, who are poor, who are widowed, who are foreigners, who are sojourning through the land. There is a mandate to look after them, to care for them. The, the, the mandate was for the Israelite people, and, but it, that goes for the same for us. There is a mandate for us to do that, to provide for those who are hungry, who find themselves in situations of poverty. Let me share with you that one of the instances of that mandate for us, and it comes from Leviticus 19, and I'm going to start from verse 9 and read to verse 10, but there's a much bigger section all around this. When you harvest the crop, so this is, this, is the, this is the Levitical law about how we look after those who are poor, who are foreigners, who are widows, that can't make their ends meet. And it's talking about how we use our resources that we have. So in the time, time that we're talking there, it's about harvesting of crops. So when you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your field. Do not pick up what the harvesters drop. It is the same with your grape crop. Do not strip every last bunch of grape from the vines and do not pick up the grapes that fall to the ground. Leave them for the poor and the foreigners living amongst you. I am the Lord your God. It's it's really important for us to kind of understand this because what this does is it, it, it teaches us that we need to provide and put into our portion of what we have, a section where we leave that for the poor, where we give that to the poor. So the, the, the point of leaving a section, you know, edges of the field, the things that drop, the stuff that the harvesters don't pick up, leaving that for the poor is a portioning a portion for of what you are producing for those that can't produce for themselves, those that find themselves poor and struggling. It actually reminds us that in our world, we should be setting aside a section that we don't use for our benefit, but we use for the benefit for those who are poor amongst us. That's the mandate that we kind of need to live in. Let me push it even further for you. Jesus, in teaching his disciples, were teaching his disciples that not only do we need to think about looking after the poor, not only do we need to apportion that, but it's the behaviour that we have towards those who are in, in poverty, who are finding it difficult, who are on the outer. From Matthew 25, verse 34... From one of the readings that we've had today, it says this. And then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you for the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Notice this. These are all of the people who are impoverished within the community, if you think, and and even those who are in prison, 
it wasn't the, up to the, the prison guards to feed them, it was up to the family and the friends and the people around them to look after them. So when you look after somebody in prison, when you look after the sick, when you look after the hungry, when you look after those that don't have enough to even clothe themselves, that is what it means by looking after those who are in poverty. And then the right, going further on into Matthew, then the righteous ones were replied, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and, and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick and in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. So here, here's a really key thing. Jesus actually puts himself that if you are treating those who are in poverty, if you're treating those who are poor, really well, you are doing it to Jesus. You are helping. Jesus places himself in that impoverished position and we are doing it for Jesus when we are helping them. See, here's the thing. Jesus is saying is when we look out for and we change the outcome of those who are poor, what we need to do is change the outcome of those who are poor. Set aside a portion of what you have for the poor, look after, treat well, clothe, help those who are impoverished, that is changing the outcome of the poor. Jesus is saying that's what we need to do. That's what it means for us to follow Jesus. That's what it means for us as Christians. It is central, is a central message to us. And we call it showing compassion. In the church, it's about being compassionate, showing compassion. And I love this. The Latin word for compassion actually means to suffer with. So, so compassion means that we suffer with those who are suffering. We, we bring ourselves to the same space and time. We, we need to be with them to help them. It, compassion is not a momentary feeling or a momentary emotion about wishing that we could do something and then not do anything about it. Compassion always has an active component to it. It always means that we get involved. It means that we are part of what's going on. We are part of the solution. We are there suffering with them. We are there helping them. We are there seeing their pain, their despair, and we're helping there to relieve that pain and despair that they are in. It's not about just thinking about the outcome. It's not just about wishing about the outcome. It's not just about praying for the outcome. It's about the physical act of doing something to alleviate the situation that those people find themselves in, both in the here and now and also in the long-term change that is needed. Compassion means for us as a church us as Christians, us as followers. Compassion means that we are called to stand up against those systems that cause poverty. It means that we are stand up for those that cannot stand for themselves. It means that we will face injustices when we see them in the world. It means that we will challenge the unjust laws and the unjust circumstances in the world that we live in. Our compassionate Christian response to poverty means a few things for us. And let me share some of these with you. 
The first is this. We will show kindness towards the poor. So if we are a compassionate, loving Christian and we want to actually embody what it means when Jesus says to the disciples to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, it means that we need to show kindness to those who are poor. Proverbs 19 verse 17 says this. If you help the poor, you are you're lending to the Lord and he will repay you. Further on in Proverbs 14 verse 31, it says this. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but helping the poor honours him. So, so even in Proverbs, it's telling us that we need to be helping and willing to work to alleviate the pain, to alleviate the suffering, to alleviate the circumstances that those people who are impoverished are finding themselves. It, it doesn't matter how this person became poor. It doesn't matter about their circumstances where to show them kindness. They may have stuffed up. They may have done something stupid. We still show them kindness. We still go to help them. It may be a systemic family thing that's gone on, generations, and we know this in Australia, that you are more likely to be impoverished if your family has been impoverished before you. If you are unemployed and your parents are unemployed, this will continue on. It becomes a cycle. We need to break that. We need to stand up and challenge the system that keeps this happening. We care for those who are poor, who are least within our community around us, regardless of their circumstances. And I hate to say this, we don't have a QR code check-in for when we're helping people. Where to help people. The second thing that we need to do is we actually need to defend the poor. Defend the poor. So one of the things is that when you are poor, you often don't have a voice. You don't have a voice within the government. You don't have a voice within the business. You don't have a voice into policy. We don't see the, that things can change. We're there to defend the poor. It says in Proverbs 31, verse 9, it says, yes, speak up for the poor and the helpless and see that they get justice. This is a challenge for us, isn't it? Speak up for the poor and the helpless so that they will see justice. We need to advocate as a church, as individuals, we need to advocate for policy changes within our own government, within our own country that brings about societal change, which brings about equality in society. Now, I'm not saying that I am against um, the society that we live in. I'm not against um, business, I'm not against people working further to improve themselves and gain further income. I'm not against that. Seeking justice and equality means that we want to lift the poorest up so that they have enough to live, enough to support themselves, enough to have self-esteem that they lack because of what's happened. Enough so a child can go to school with clothing, with books, with a backpack, able to access the same level of education that those with money can. 
Equity means bringing those who are least up to our level. It doesn't necessarily mean bringing everybody down. It's not taking all of those people and bringing them down. It means bringing up, raising up. And that's what we're, we're asked to do, to bring people out of poverty, to raise them up. You know, in, in, <clears throat> in October, the 17th to the 23rd of October, is actually anti-poverty week in Australia. And we can challenge the government, we can speak up and support the motions to raise um, support levels for those who are least within our community. Challenge the policies that are in front of us. Important things for us to do. Often we just wipe away the poverty. I remember back before the 2000 Olympics, in Sydney, that our government once said famously that no child will exist in poverty. We have not yet achieved that. And yet so often we are so hard-hearted in our policies, so mean in the way we work with people, we need to challenge that. We need to speak up and defend those who are poor and helpless. The, th <clears throat> the third thing that I want us to, to understand that as Christians, as compassionate Christians, as followers of Jesus, as disciples of Jesus Christ, what we need to do is we need to help the poor. Luke 10 says this, from Luke 10 verse 33 it says this, and here's the story about helping those people that we see in need around us and how we can respond to that. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. So here's the Samaritan right there this moment, seeing somebody that is injured, that is hurt, that needs help, needs care. So when we see somebody in poverty that needs help and care and concern, we do what we can out of the resources that we have. So he did what he could out of the resources that he had on hand. So he bandaged them and then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. It is actually about how we interact, how we help, how we care for those that are poor within our community around us. It means doing things like sponsoring a child through compassion. It means <clears throat> volunteering in food support services. It means coming and volunteering with a Cronulla Community Cafe when that kicks back open um, and I'm praying that it will not be too far away. It means getting involved in any way we can support those in real, tangible ways. Not just in feel-good ways, but real, tangible ways. The final thing that we'll do that shows compassion to those who are in poverty for us is that we'll actually share the message of Jesus Christ with them. How can we hide the greatest treasure that we have, the love of God found in Christ for us, to those in poverty? We need to share that with all people. The gospel message is for everyone. The hope and the joy that we have are the life change that we have undergone. 
comes from faith in Jesus Christ. And everyone can have that, no matter who they are, no matter their circumstances. There's no judgment. There's no condemnation. There is the love of God for each and every one of us. We don't actually show compassion because we are necessarily compelled because it says that in the Bible. And I love the way James puts this for us um, in the passage um, about showing no deference to those who are poor or those who are well off in our church meeting but we extend that even beyond just our church meeting. We extend that to all of our life as Christians. We shouldn't show greater favour to those that are dressed well, that are looking good, and show less to those who are poor and doing tough. We should be equal to those around us. And that is my prayer for us as a church, that we will show compassion not because we are compelled, because we want to. We want to show compassion because that is... That is the central thing that is there from our Lord, our maker, from our God. Our God by very nature is a compassionate God. For God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son. But whoever should believe in him will have eternal life. God loves you. God loves me. Love loves all of us. And God's love flowing through us in practical, real ways, will change the world. Let's just pray. Gracious, loving God, you challenge us each time as we come and read the Bible again with open, fresh eyes to see how you want us to care for those who are poor around us who are poor within the world. Lord, we ask that you open our eyes, you open our hearts, you open our resources that we have in front of us so that we may share the good news of Christ but share what we have to lift those who are in poverty out of their, their situation that they find themselves in. We have the power, we have the will we have the resources. Lord, help us to use them to end poverty within our world. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.